We're gonna talk to some people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to Hello? some people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. We're gonna talk to some Hello? people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to some Hello? people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. Cause Kristen knows blank. Well, hi guys, welcome back to the Kristen Knows Blank podcast. I've got a great episode today. A good friend of mine is here to talk about a really fun topic. We'll get to that. Hey. Thanks for listening or watching. Take a second to like, follow, subscribe this podcast. There's going to be a button somewhere that says like, follow, or subscribe. Push that button. See what happens. You could save America. Uh, anyway, my name is Kristen Key. I'm the host of this crazy mess. Find me through my website, kristenkey.com. Follow me on all my... So Are you watching? Are you listening? Pay attention. Follow me on all my social media. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be friends. It's fun. I have a Patreon. You can support this and all my shows and also get access to my behind the scenes bonus content. When I go on the road, I send a souvenir to somebody that somebody could be you. Join the Patreon. I'm also on Cameo. So if you want to give the unique gift of me, find me on Cameo. I, I write a song for everybody that gets a Cameo. Now, my guest today, I met him through the Social Distancing Social Club. He's a very funny comedian. Uh, he's got millions of views on TikTok. Computer lady, play that interview with the hilarious Jarrett Berenstein. Playing interview with the hilarious Jarrett Berenstein. Thanks for coming back on the show. Kristen Key, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy that you're having me again. I don't know why I decided to do this now. But I was yeah, fiddle with it at the very be beginning. Get it A done. little bit lower. Just a little bit lower. Perfect. Should I go higher then? I'll just cover my <laughs> face with mine. No, perfect. perfect. So we talked last time about movies. And I, here's mm -hmm. the thing. I, I follow you on TikTok. And I see that you post, you know, these amazing, like, political satire videos. Uh, fairly often they get so many views how do you as a comedian that follows politics how do you find a way to keep humor in a political opinion or a political video that's a really good question and i'm not 100 percent sure how to answer it i know that for a long time i wasn't able to do that <laughs> and i would bring a lot of material to the stage and just be like for the first iteration of it was I would just get really mad about something and no one would laugh and I'd be like, I should probably write a joke next time. And then the second iteration was I did end up writing some jokes that did work, but every time I did them not in New York, I had this like, I have to be really careful because I don't want to offend anybody's opinion. So I'd be like, any Republicans here? And they'd be like, wow. And I'd be like, what about liberals? And they'd always be like, and yeah. I'd be like, come on, liberals, man, get it together, you know? And uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what flipped the switch, but I really started to lean into it a lot more. And so there's a lot more in my stand-up now and obviously the videos as well. But I think that a lot of it just comes from thinking about the same topics over and over again, just like the, the way that a crazy person would, where you're just like having a conversation with yourself, like, oh, of course, if I said this, then the Republican would say this, then I would say this, and then he'd say this. And then I was just like, well, what if, I, what if just that's the video, you know? And then those started popping off. So I was like, okay, I'll keep doing that. Because I feel like like watching your videos, and if you guys haven't seen them, go right now on TikTok, it's Jarrett Berenstein. They're, they're fantastic for, I'm like, well, you cover both sides. <laughs> You do give a voice to the opposition and they seem fairly confident. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I would love they to never say win, that. but <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. I do get a lot of conservatives in my comments being like, oh, nice straw man, you know, but here's the thing. Every thing that a, a Republican says in my videos is a comment that somebody has left. Right. And so I'm like, right, well, you said it, guys. I don't know what you want me to do about this. I'm taking it from your mouth. Right, right. Do you ever address those? Like uh, on TikTok, I tried to address someone the other day that posted, they were just like, uh, 
hey, bro, nice guitar. See you later, brother. And so I was just going to be like, oh, well, I'm a lady, but you knew that. You were just making fun of a gay person. Ha ha. And then I said something that was kind of mean about something being up their ass. And TikTok (laughs) got mad at me for bullying. And I was like, damn it. I was trying not to be bullied and I became the bully. So how Mm -hmm, do you, do mm -hmm. you ever wrestle with that? Oh, I've wrestled with that many times. It's something that uh, my wife has school uh, has, has uh, reprimanded me about often where she'll see me sweating and getting mad and she'll be like are you engaging with people on the internet That's what my wife says like, don't engage I'm like you don't understand it's part of my job she's like is it i'm like i don't know i'm my own boss <laughs> well i have a few different philosophies about it because first i would just like fully get into it and it was just like burr, burr, tweet storm you know <laughs> with, you know comment 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 and then I think I think that certain uh, social media algorithms will punish you for that because I noticed that sometimes I'd have a precipitous drop in my TikTok engagement if I commented too much. So it was a real, you know, like learning experience where the algorithm was like, bad, Jared, bad. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, daddy. I promise I won't <laughs> leave mean comments to Republicans anymore. But what I've, what I've discovered is that it's it's a little bit like salt. We're just like a little bit is okay. You know, if I can get my point across, if I can be a snarky dickhead in like five words or less, then I will 100% do it. And but still, there are times when I can't help myself. There was a period of time when I would get really high and start going through my comments, and every comment I didn't like, I would just try to think of a your mom joke related to that. <laughs> so, do you feel like maybe posting uh, political satire videos is a way of? like coping a hundred percent yes because the first video i ever did was literally just like a like a a a brain vomit where i was like i if i can't say this to somebody then i will go completely insane because i have these conversations all the time with myself in my head like fake political stump speeches fake political arguments that i'm having on msnbc against ted cruz you know blah 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 and it was it was during the impeachment my very first one that did well was was during the impeachment and i was just like I was just like, how do I get this information to a Republican voter so that they realize that they're being crazy? And I just knew that no matter what I did, no matter what I said, no matter what evidence was put in front of this person, the answer would just be, "Uh uh-uh, no, I don't buy it. And so the first video was just me being like, are you watching the impeachment? And the other person would be like, no, like like very aggressively like that. And it was so cathartic to just like, oh, that's what I'm thinking. Like that's the thing that I wanted to express, you know? And so- 100% it is a coping mechanism in that way where I'm finally able to get these ideas that are just like bouncing around in my brain and bouncing, 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 finally out into a place where I can be like, all right, I said it, now it's out of my brain, now I can think about other things. It's amazing too. And I think you do such a good job at it because it is like, like we all have those conversations in our head that we're having with like a family member that disagrees with us or like someone from the other side. But you do it where it's like you take it and put it in a healthy way. You play both sides, you make it satire. Mm-hmm, it's not mm-hmm. terribly mean spirit. It's more educational. Um, oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. But no, much. no, I enjoy them very much. And so my next question is uh, regarding politics, like how educated are you? And it doesn't even matter how educated you are. What's what's broken and how can we fix it? Oh, I, can't, I love this questions. question. Yeah, I love this question. Step in and if you could turn it off and back on again, how would you turn the government back on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love this. So let me let me go back a little bit to I didn't know anything about politics. I was not politically involved. I was the idiot in my friend group where everybody I all my friends in high school were like history majors. And I was just the guy who was like, who's like, let's do jokes about the Simpsons. And so (laughs) eventually I started learning about these things, you know, like climate change is like a big one. And, you know, 
I forget like what, uh, and uh, the health insurance industry was another one where I just started being like, I don't understand why this is still a problem. Like I was a child when I learned about this and now I'm an adult and adults have still not fixed it. Like, I don't understand. And then I started watching The Daily Show and I saw a person on television who was saying the things that I was thinking. And I was like, oh, thank God I'm not crazy. Like there's an adult here who's saying the exact same thing. And then that's sort of like started my radicalization process where I was like, okay, now I'm seeing a problem. How do we fix that? Now I'm seeing a problem. How do we fix that? And so I think a big thing, and this has been a big hobby horse of mine for a long time, is getting the voter participation rate up. And I know that people like, you know, scoff at voting where they're just like, oh, we vote and nothing ever changes, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, the voting rate in this country in the general election and the presidential elections are about 55 percent. And so, you know, yes, some people are voting, but not everybody. And maybe if we got those numbers up, maybe we'd be we'd have a little bit more of representative democracy. That's a big one for me. But here's the thing is that the country as a whole in polling and you can see it when people vote on referendum issues are a lot more progressive than we are being represented right now. And I think part of the reason why that is, is because of the structure of the United States. We have a, uh, you know, the two houses of government that are heavily biased towards Republicans. The Senate map is gives Republicans a massive advantage. And because of gerrymandering, the House map usually has a massive advantage towards Republicans. In addition to that, there is the Electoral College, which gives a, an advantage to Republicans. There is a lot more money pushing the Republican agenda than there is the liberal agenda. There is the mainstream media, which people would like to believe has a liberal agenda, but I would say sort of like is center right. If you don't believe me, ask Hillary Clinton, ask Al Gore. The treatment they got during their elections was they got butchered while the Republican opponent just skated by because everyone was like, yeah, we know they're an idiot. We know they're corrupt. But right. look at this, you know, emails. Uh, they do so, yeah. scrutinize. They do scrutinize what you would call their own. But there is no their own because most left wing journalists are journalists. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they just... Yeah investigate news and not yeah. necessarily like like trump's bad but guess who's great biden it's like trump's bad biden could be doing better i'll be honest and so you're like god yeah you're, you're, i mean this is just honest news here they're they're yeah yeah a hundred percent additionally democrats try to do things they try to fix things republicans try to break things and it's easier to break things and ruin things than it is to fix things and do things additionally the republican base is a monolith it's all shitty white people and we have a rainbow coalition of the democratic party and it is harder to coalesce around a bunch of different people you know you got a bunch of different voting blocks and we're trying to do right by everybody and that's hard so it is harder to be a democrat even though we have the best ideas and the best policies and everybody agrees with us you can find the reddest district in this country if you put raising the minimum wage in a referendum, they will vote for it. If you go to Florida and you say, do you want felons to be able to vote? They will vote for it. And then shock and surprise, we're always like, okay, guys, you're Democrats. And they're like, no, 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 no. I right. saw on the news that the Democrats only care about, uh, you know, pronouns, you know, and things like that. And it's like, okay, well, so we have been, you know, satirized and destroyed by the Republican media machine and the mainstream media machine. And we've become this joke because we've been labeled as, you know, feckless and uh, and ineffective. And there is 100 percent some truth to that. The Democratic Party is very much flawed. <laughs> Sorry, that also would be a great T-shirt. Feckless and ineffective. Yes. <laughs> 2024. Die hard, and feckless and ineffective. <laughs> but, uh, but I feel like it's really unfair. Like, 
you know, people were yelling their heads off at Democrats for the, to do something about Trump. Do something about Trump. He's a psychopath. He's breaking the law. Do something. And then they were like, okay, fine. We finally have some, we, we got him. We're going to impeach him. We got this real, this thing that's like a real solid impeachable uh, offense. So we did it. We impeached him. And the Democrats approval rating cratered. And they were like, what the hell, man? This, we, we did what you told us to do. Right. We did the right thing. And now you're mad at us. The, they're, they're playing against the stack deck. The, the, the rules are so much harder for Democrats and people are complaining about them nonstop. And I feel like it's a little unfair. And so that's my hobby horse. That's my prescription for America. And get rid of the electoral vote. college. Vote. Get rid of the electoral more, college. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every, we we got to have more participation in the process. We have people need to vote in the primaries and the midterms. They're always complaining. I hate the Democrat. I, I, I don't want to have to vote for that person, but I'm only voting them because I hate the Republican also. And I'm like, OK, well, we also choose right. which Democrat goes up against that Republican in the primary. Do you vote in the primary? And they're like, no, I don't even know when the primary is. They don't vote in the midterms. Also, we got to get we got to even out the Senate map by um, uh, statehood for Puerto Rico and D.C. That'll help things there. We got to make partisan gerrymandering against the law. We got to get the money out of politics. And all of these are sort of like the beginning of the prescriptive process for fixing America. I got very passionate, so I apologize. Went a little rant there. No, it's important. It's because, I mean, I guess we're seeing recently because it's not just like I talked to a family member that during the 2016 and again in 2020 elections, their opinion was, well, nothing's really going to change anyway. It doesn't really matter who I vote for, but they're also a white male. And so, no, mm -hmm, nothing really mm -hmm. will change for you. Things are going to change, like for me as a woman and as a gay woman, things are already mm -hmm. very quickly changing, you know. Um, so I think when you have more at stake, you have more skin in the game, you're going to be more likely to look at like local elections and... and uh, 100%. Yeah. I should hope so. That apathy is a Republican vote. We have to make sure that people know that. We have to make sure that people, that you saying both sides are the same, you're a Republican. You say, why well, vote? It doesn't, nothing changes. That's a vote for Republicans. So sure. if you want things to get worse for marginalized groups, then yeah, sure, don't vote. It doesn't really matter, I guess. But if you care about the world getting worse, then you should vote 100%. Okay. So what is your wife or your partner? I'm sorry, what, your girlfriend? It doesn't matter. Uh, your... I mean, so we're engaged. We're getting married uh -huh. in a couple of months. <laughs> But I have been saying to a friend of mine as a joke that I feel like I'm already a married man right now. So I've just started calling her my wife, even though we're technically not sure. married. I started wearing the ring already just because I'm uh, like, I don't care. Practice you know? husband. Yeah. <laughs> I love partner, too, because I feel like it covers so much like we we're domestic partners who have been filing like we're, we're married, but we never mm. actually upgraded our paperwork. And we're going to mm. have to now because gay marriage is in question. And so yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're going to have to like because we're we're partners, but mm -hmm. you know, we've been wives forever anyway. So mm -hmm. I understand. Well, anyway, my question is what is, she, how passionate is she, or does she try to bring you back to like, my wife has a really good way of, um, I'm, I'm a news junkie and she'll just have a good way of be like, Hey, maybe we go for a walk and remember that the ocean still comes in and out. You know, mm, the sun is still, like the sun still shines dead. Like to kind of bring me back to present. Cause sometimes when I get really caught up in politics, I'm like, the sky is fucking falling. Mm -hmm. And then to step outside and realize, oh, okay. Okay. Yes. All these things are not going my way today, but, um, you know, the ocean still flows in and out or whatever. So is your partner like as aggressive as you are? Or is she like a grounding fixture? Uh, aggressive, yes, but she is thankfully busy enough where she doesn't have the ability to go as deep into it as I do. Like when during the Trump administration, we were both, you know, 
equally listening along to the news, to news podcasts. And, you know, we were both in the struggle together. At a certain point, she realized that that wasn't good for her mental health. And so she was like, I'm dipping out of the podcasts. I will do what I can to help, but I can't be as keyed in as this because it's just going to drive me crazy. But she's still interested in the material. She will dip into it sporadically. She is still very well informed. Um, but I don't think that it is as much of a hobby horse for her as it is for me. But she's very passionate about it. 100%. What do you do when it seems like it's too much? Like, do you have like an escape for you? Like, is there something that you do to like, like, I'm gonna turn like, sometimes I play Rocket League on uh, on PlayStation, whatever, just something to like turn my brain completely off. But what, what do you it's do? It's so funny you say that because I just started playing Rocket League and I've oh, had to stop. So, oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, I have to like schedule time. I'm, I'm like, uh, four to six. It's all mm-hmm. I got. I got a friend in Seattle to play with on the phone. Well, um, what I discovered, I so I had a game that I used to play called Heroes of the Storm. And the similarities between Heroes of the Storm and Rocket League is that you can get paired, you can get put on a team with strangers on the internet. And you and a bunch of strangers (laughs) fight a bunch of other strangers, all right? Both games. Yeah. And so the reason why I can't play these games is because if I go on a losing streak, I start getting so mad at the people on my team. (laughs) And And this is like a metaphor for this whole show too. Here's what the Democrats need to do. Like, you guys were on my team and you suck and I'm tired of it. That's funny. So yeah, my my wife was out of town for a little while and I was getting high and playing Rocket League. And at a certain point, I was like, the same rage is building up in me again, where I was like, okay, I need to to step away. I need to step away. But if you are on my team, I wouldn't get mad at you, Kristen, because I know you. I don't get mad if I'm playing with my friends. It's only strangers on the internet. I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm just okay. I wouldn't also. let you down. I wouldn't yeah, yeah. let you down. We could play. Well, that, we'd have some loses. We'd have some losses, but we'd have some wins. We'd have some wins. And we, we'd you know, have, we'd some, have wins. some fun. Yeah, we we'd would have, have a lot of fun. fun. You know what? Maybe we'll schedule. I'll schedule a play date with you in the next week or so. Yeah. We're going to play some Rocket League. This will be fun. It's time for five quick questions. All right. You know, this is a podcast in three parts. Uh, we chit chat for a little bit. I ask you five quick questions and then we play a rad lib. I got some weird questions for you today. So uh, here's five quick questions. Question number one. You're offered three times the highest rate you've ever been paid to do comedy, to perform at a nudist resort naked. Do you take the gig? Wow, 90 bucks. Oh boy, (laughs) what a... (laughs) It's a real Sophie's choice here, huh? Uh, 100%, and it's not even because I'm being offered a lot of money. It's because I don't have a problem with that. You know, I think that um, there was a nude, a nude comedy show here in New York for a little while that I never did. But I think that it's different to do a naked show in front of people who aren't naked than it is to do a show for a nudist colony. Because if everybody's naked, then it's like NBT, you know? That's how I feel. Yeah, you're the yeah. first person on the show. And I think five, six guests that have been asked the same question. First person mm-hmm. to say yes. I'd be a little worried that they wouldn't be able to laugh so much while they're drooling. <laughs> <laughs> is that laughter? All I hear is all I hear is mummy oh. lake. Is that <laughs> in mummy lake? You don't even have to get paid anymore. You're just like <laughs> <laughs> all right. I like that answer a lot. I like so it. Wing okay. it around. They yell at me. <laughs> so wing it around. Do a helicopter. I'm trying to do my material here. <laughs> Keep getting heckled more. Take more off. What is he holding a broom upside down? 
Question two, nailed question one. You. you have to do comedy and cosplay, regular rate. What Ooh, cosplay okay. do you choose? You just Ooh. do a whole show. Uh, if you have a mask or helmet, that's cool. They can hear you just fine. Um, mm. But you gotta perform a cosplay. Mm. That's interesting. Who or what are go, you? Go through all of my uh, all of my favorite characters from video games and television and anime. I'll tell you what, I think I will go Kratos from the God of War series. Nerd. I'm sorry, what is this? <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to bully my own guest. A <laughs> freak! Um, no, what is this? I, I don't know. Oh, you're not familiar with Kratos from the no. God of War series? Oh, no. it's one of my favorite video game series of all time. Excellent character. Kratos is the ghost of Sparta. He was tricked into murdering his family by the god Ares. And the first game, Ares is attacking a town and he is he is conscripted by the other gods to kill Ares. And he's like about this because Ares tricked him into killing his family. But then he, so spoiler oh, alert. Sorry. I mean, what does he look like? Cause you had to perform oh. like this. Yeah, yeah. I was like, God, yeah, I don't care. How long is this podcast? Because yeah, I, I, don't, I really don't to... care. How, <laughs> what is he, what is it? What do you got to wear? He is completely bald. He is jacked as hell. I am not, of course, but that I think that'd You'd be, be part of the thing. You'd be wearing a jacked suit. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, or just my skinny those. little body. You know, it's like I'm Kratos, everybody. Funny is, if you're totally naked, you're like the hottest man in the world. <laughs> now that you're cosplaying, you're like, oh, I'm skinny and frail. <laughs> like, <laughs> I never said I was hot. Just that I had a huge wiener. Oh, Anyways, broomstick <laughs> upside down. Gotcha. <laughs> I thought that might go over people's heads. <laughs> I'm glad we had this moment to clarify. So Kratos is completely bald. He's jacked and he has like a weird, like a gray skin because it's the ashes of his family that's stuck to his skin. And he also has like, I think like a red line through him or something like that. Uh, and he has these two flaming uh, knives on chains that he throws at people. And then they come back to him. They're, they're on fire and they're chains and he kills everybody. He's a, he's a murdering son of a bitch. He kills everybody. God's humans monsters this guy he's a he's a total badass and i like him a lot and i think it'd be funny to do stand-up as him because i don't think my material fits with that persona <laughs> so i was gonna ask next would you fold him into your act or just do straight act as is just happen to be no i'm just doing all my jokes about you know liberal politics while i'm holding these big old flaming blades with chains it's like anyways republicans am i right you guys mm. And then maybe I'll do a couple of jokes about, you know, oh boy, I'm really upset about Roe versus Wade being overturned, but uh, who, who am I to point a finger at murdering women? Am I right? Guys, <laughs> murdered my wife by accident. Aries made me do it. Anyways, who's from Crete here? Anybody here from Crete? <laughs> who's from Crete? Question number three, your tombstone, your epitaph is going to be predictive text. Okay. Uh, here lies Jared, he blank. Uh, let's see, I got... Here lies Jarrett. He said I can call him anytime. He said that you were all the same day as well. Okay, there's your tombstone. He said that you were all the same day as well. People are going to go, man, that's deep. That is deep. Or we can just go with mine. You're always up for a call. I do like yours better, especially yeah. after I die. Question number four. Here's where they get weird. Ooh, Question okay. number four. Okay, you're kidnapped and entered mm. into a pizza eating contest. Oof. With your life on the line, how many mm. slices could you eat? Oh, boy. I believe there's 12 slices in a large. I have one question. Can I be high for this? Yeah, you're, you're, 
kidnapped. Okay, then the we'll answer is... You're kidnapped is... and entered into a pizza-eating contest with your life on the line. How many... There's nothing in the question about whether or not you're high. I'm just going to assume you're always high, so yes. If I could be high, then the answer is 20 slices. I could eat, a, I could eat, a, pie, I could eat a pie and a half if I'm high. I like that you're... I, <laughs> one and a half pizzas. Yeah, whole exactly. pizzas. Or about I remember the slices. first time I ate a whole pie by myself. I was so proud of myself because I had gotten high. My my uh, my wife was out of town and I was just getting high and ate a pizza and I was really proud of myself. And I told my friends. But the thing is, I had just been chastising my friend for eating McDonald's because it was trash. And then like three <laughs> seconds later, I'm like, I ate a whole pizza, guys. <laughs> Wait, I love that. You already can eat a whole pizza when you're high. But with your life online, you're like about half a pizza <laughs> more. <laughs> Maybe six a more slices. A little more. A little more. <laughs> this is how I am in this game. Every time I'm like, ah, oh, life on the line, eight. Eight, I'd be like, I'm full. Question number five. Last question. Still, we I don't know why this keeps happening to you. You're kidnapped. Ooh. All right. That's right. You're entered into a karaoke contest with your mm. life on the line. Mm. What do you sing? Uh, Natalie Imbruglia's Torn, of course. <laughs> you're gonna live you're gonna be fine you're a pizza and a half natalie imbruglia that is the first song i ever sang in karaoke and i quickly discovered it's the only song you ever need to sing in karaoke it's, it's the perfect so it's perfect because it's dramatic it's silly it's great it's great i'm gonna listen to it as soon as it shows up. what i like to do is during one of the interstitial like like musical moments i like to tell people that the song is about a woman losing her virginity and then like like try to accentuate the the lyrics to make nothing's right i'm torn oh yeah <laughs> and now it's time for rad libs so here's what happened i've written a story specifically mm -hmm. for you but i left out some parts of speech you give me the parts of speech together we're gonna make a hilarious story are you ready to play i'm ready to play all right it all starts with an adjective hairy and a body part Bleen. a verb disappear is that a verb yes all right a negative exclamation curses <laughs> verb ending in ing boating boating okay boating another verb ending in ing developing yes it's one way to put that <laughs> uh, a noun enchilada uh, a celebrity Carrie Ann Moss she is the star of the Matrix movies <gasps> Carrie Ann Moss uh -huh. oh I love her okay an organization Cobra the insurance no Cobra uh, from uh, G.I. Joe they from were the G. bad guys in G.I. Joe <laughs> <laughs> okay okay uh, plural nouns uh, plural noun crows Yep. A U.S. state. Iowa. A noun. Street. An adhesive. Fly tape. <laughs> Occupation. Uh, acapella singer. Group or ensemble. Nambla. Is that the National Associations of Man Boy Love? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Why do I know that? Why am I like, oh, you mean that. Nambla, the old pet Everybody knows what Nambla yeah. is. I watch a lot of Law and Order SVU. All right, looks like we have a story, my friend. We have a story. Yeah. The Supreme Court. Decisions, decisions. The U.S. Supreme Court has made some hairy decisions lately that have left many Americans Accurate. scratching their spleens. Accurate. One ruling overturned a woman's right to disappear. This ruling left women in multiple states saying curses and many conservatives boating for joy. <laughs> A lot of these line up really well I know. with reality. I love this. Ah, let's have a boat parade for joy. 
Uh, this unpopular opinion has led to women developing in the streets, chanting, my enchilada, my choice. Uh, another high impact case was Carrie Ann Moss versus Cobra. A case centering around the constitutional right to carry concealed crows in the state of Iowa. People on both sides of the political street. <laughs> Who wanted the crows? Was it Carrie Ann Moss or Cobra? <laughs> I want to say Carrie Ann Moss. I want to say Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah. I want the right to carry concealed crows. They remember yeah. my face. Uh, people on I love that. both sides of the political street have been fly taped to their TVs as more protests have broken out now between crow advocates and their opposition. Nambla. Mm -hmm. Of course, of course. As they say, the blinds of justice move quickly. Well done, I feel like we learned a lot about the justice system today. I think we did. Tell everybody watching and listening uh, where they can find you and what you have coming up. Check out my podcast, Is This Anything, where me and two other comics, Brett Druck and Rob Ryan, work on new jokes. We catch up. We have a dope-ass time. We're very funny. Also, go to jaredperestine.com. You can find all my stuff there, links to my socials. You got uh, my store. You got my albums on there. You got my uh, my uh, my calendar for live shows, links to my videos. It's all the good stuff, jaredperestine.com. Oh, my gosh. Well, I know you'll be on again. So thank you so much for joining me, and I can't wait to see you next time. Thank you. I love doing this, Kristen. You're the best. Interview complete. Breaking news. Jarrett Berenstein is leaving the podcast. More at 11. That's a good goodbye, computer lady. Hey, Jarrett Berenstein, how great was he? Find him, follow him, become a big fan. Uh, Jarrett, thanks for coming on. Guys, thank you for listening. As I mentioned before, just like, subscribe, leave a comment or something. Find me online. I'm kristenkey.com. Follow me on all my social media. Join the Patreon. Always fun stuff. Um, I have a, a live show Friday Live at 5. It comes out on the Fridays that I'm home. Um, I've got Cameo, so, so grab a Cameo from me. And next time, I'll be bringing you another hilarious comedian. We'll chit-chat, play five quick questions. We'll do a rad lib together and then everybody goes home better america and so until next time bye we're gonna talk to some people gonna have a lot of fun we're gonna talk to Hello. some people gonna learn a lot of stuff we're gonna talk to some Hello. people gonna have a lot of fun we're gonna talk to some Hello. people gonna learn a lot of stuff because Kristen knows